Hey, e-commerce sellers, this is Jeff Vosick. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer of GDW Inc. We are the premier e-commerce fulfillment and solutions provider, and I'm here to introduce you to the Ecom Shift podcast and to our hosts. Now, the Ecom Shift podcast is primarily an interview-based podcast that covers anything and everything related to your e-commerce business. In each episode, we'll interview a successful e-commerce seller or someone who has a great tool or advice for e-commerce sellers. And every once in a while, we'll go solo and go through one of the strategies we've used in our businesses or go over some common questions or mistakes you know we're seeing from clients that may help you in your business. So your host is my great friend, business partner, and our CEO, Mr. Alan Basinger. Now, Alan is a 15-year e-commerce veteran, and along with playing out his role as the CEO of GDW Inc., he has a passion for helping e-commerce sellers create long-term, sustainable e-commerce businesses. Ever wondered how some e-commerce sellers go from Amazon to off Amazon? Well, that's exactly what Devin DeRoche has done with his multi-million dollar Grillaholics niche e-commerce biz. Now, Devin and his team are the epitome of have and have the model and system down on using Amazon as a launch pad to creating an omni-channel e-commerce business. In this episode, Alan interviews Devon and gets the whole scoop on exactly how he's gone from zero to hero in an uber-niche-down e-commerce business. Great story, great strategy. This one's got it all. Enjoy. So anyway, um, Gorillaholics, huh? Yeah. That's your, yeah, so... uh, that's your brand, dude. I was checking out your site and your stuff, and great job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we, um, you know, we, we've been uh, pretty, pretty fortunate. Um, you know, one, just the fact that, uh, you know, we were able to come up with the name and, you know, get the domain. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been a wild ride, you know, started our first, uh, you know, basically we, we got into the game, you know, with uh, the launch of Amazing Selling Machine 3. That was really kind of how, mm-hmm. um, you know, learned, learned the process. Uh, my background, you know, I'd always had a desire to be an entrepreneur, um, but never really found the right fit. You know, I, um, I I went to school studying, you know, finance and accounting, got my CPA, you know, got my first job working for one of the big four public accounting firms, um, and, you know, realized fairly quickly that, you know, that wasn't the place for me to really shine, and that, you know, I really wanted to try to do something on my own, and so... You know, I got into, um, you know, network marketing like a, a lot of people do, you know, trying, trying to be my own own boss, you know, do my own thing and, you know, try my, my hand at the direct sales industry and, you know, really just realized that, you know, that wasn't a, a good fit, right? Like it did provide, um, you know, some awesome education opportunities, um, but, you know, didn't really, you know, mesh with like my personality. And so, you know, it was kind of, you know, working the grind at, you know, different day jobs, after, you know, transitioned out of auditing into consulting, you know, did some financial reporting and like commercial banking. Um, and, you know, while I was doing that is when I, when I heard about uh, Amazing Selling Machine and I was like, man, this, this looks awesome. And so, you know, at the time I was like, well, maybe if I do this, I can create enough cash flow to leave a job and have more time to spend on my network marketing businesses. It's, it's kind of funny. Uh, the irony in that, but, um, so, you know, was, was building, uh, our company, you know, nights and weekends, um, until I was able to transition out of my job. And, uh, you know, now that things are going, I'm like, man, you know, doing, uh, you know, creating products, creating brands and, and launching them, you know, via Amazon and then scaling off of Amazon is just such a, uh, a good fit for, um, you know, who I am that, you know, the thought of, of ever trying to, to go back to, you know, network marketing or direct sales is just, um, you know, it's not even something I, I really think about anymore, so. Yeah, once the bug is bitten and you've tasted some success, it's really, really hard to go back. That's interesting. So you started this just to make some extra money so you could go after a completely different biz op. Yeah, and, um, uh, so my... And, uh, my I think, I mean, my biggest thing was just get, getting out of a job. Like, you know, I, I was so miserable in a day job that I was like, anything that I can do 
to to change that and then just be able to pursue something for myself is you know is what was driving me um but then i realized you know this is such a great fit for for who i am that you know this is what i should be doing yeah i guess some of us really aren't made for the corporate structured bureaucracy of many large companies today it doesn't, yeah, uh, it doesn't yeah, we're willing to work harder and we're willing to uh to do more but when you do that kind of stuff in those environments it tends to make waves and the people who are just gliding by start to look bad and it kind of points out their inadequacies maybe is a good word i don't know yeah so that's kind of cool yeah. that's that's so let me let me ask you a question because I'm, I'm i was looking at your site and you're you were mentioning um that you kind of use amazon to launch off amazon mm -hmm. and i looked at your site and it's i mean it's, the way it's set up it's really nice it's kind of like almost long-form sales letter it's got a lot of good visual elements um you know and i see that you're bundling things together and you really have quite a few different products <coughs> excuse me <coughs> you have quite a few different products now was that the first one that you launched the Growaholic brand yes yeah, yeah so that was that was our first brand um and you know really just kind of how we got started and then um, you know, as a as a company, the plan is to you know do some different brands within different spaces, and you know kind of uh, build like a um, you know maybe call it a conglomerate or something like that, but basically a portfolio of consumer brands. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, you know, would appeal to different. <clears throat> so, um, did, did you start with just one product? I did. Yeah. So. Um, at that point in time, you know, the name of the game was, you know, find a top 100 bestseller on Amazon and, yep. uh, you know, hope, like, you know, check to make sure it's not patented and then kind of go from there. Um, and, you know, so that was what we did. We found, you know, a really, uh, really great product, um, you know, went with that and, you know, it's been, uh, you know, and then from there just continued to launch different products within, you know, the, the barbecue space. Um, you know, I think w when I got started, I was kind of like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll do this product and then, you know, we'll do something in like kitchen and we'll do something in sports and, and fitness and, you know, kind of all over the place. And, and I, sh I quickly realized, you know, we're starting to build this brand and, you know, the social media associated with that and, um, you know, trying to be more than just products. And and so it was like, oh, you know, we really need to stay focused on this niche until we can take it to a certain point, and then we can start to get into other spaces. That's definitely true if you're looking at driving hard down into a niche and building a brand off of that specific niche. You can have multiple products in the niche, but they need to be related, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to try to launch 500 niches at the same time launching a whole bunch of products in a single niche is, is okay if you can if you can manage the cash flow right uh, that's that's the to me i don't know if you found this i mean you, you could probably let me do but in a what a lot of people don't talk about in private label products and building brands is they don't talk about the real cost and the fact that any physical product company the one of the biggest costs is the physical product you have to have it in inventory. You have to have it in stock. You need to manage your your uh, you know your sales velocity. You need to order and understand manufacturing timeline, shipping timelines. You know all, all those pieces to ensure that you just don't run around and run out of stock all the time. But that you also don't put every single penny you have on the ground sitting in a warehouse waiting for you to ship it out. Right. Do you run into yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, that's been probably one of the bigger challenges to like, you know, scaling as big as I want to scale to is, you know, we we can't we can't go and launch, you know, 50 products all at once. We kind of have to, um, you know, roll our profits into new products and you know, kind of uh, grow organically. You know, obviously, if if there's debt financing that we can take to uh, maintain, you know, the 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 inventory for our products that are selling well. Um, you know, we'll we'll take advantage of that so that we can put our profits into you know developing new products and you know scaling that way. Um, but yes, I mean, 
know, managing the, the cash flow of inventory. Pardon? Yeah, if I was going to, any debt financing has to be on existing selling products because it lowers your risk. You already have a market, right. you're already selling, you already have velocity. Trying to do, some people try to do debt financing to launch brand new businesses and they don't have anything proven. I think that's way too risky. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, yeah, can create challenges if if you go go big into something before you've proven uh, that it can work. Um, yeah, definitely. So I remember ASM when they, you know, I, I I didn't know who they were, not at all. We were selling a couple million dollars a year on uh, on Amazon and eBay. I didn't know who they were, and people asked me what I did, and I said I do this, and they say, oh, like ASM, and I'm like, who's that? <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm in my own business bubble here. I don't know anybody else uh, at all, but. Um, you, I guess they came out with different versions and updated, and you said you came in an ASM-3. Yes. Uh, the only thing I remember from ASM is that everybody on ASM was selling silicone barbecue gloves, and Amazon got completely loaded with 20 billion listings for the same exact glove. And I, right. I'm joking, because I know there was more than that. But kind of the philosophy, I don't know how long ago ASM-3 was, I think is the point I'm getting to. And what I was going to ask you was the launch process today versus even early last year is night and night and day for some. At least you hear a lot of people out there, you know, worried about the Amazon terms of service and changing how they launch. And you definitely don't just go buy free reviews as much anymore. Amazon's doing a great job, in my opinion, on that. Right. Um, have you had to adjust? your launch strategies from what you learned in in that ASM3 class versus kind of what you're doing today when you're when we talk about the Amazon side of your business. I'd like to get in some other stuff, but let's stick with that part yeah. right now. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I think, you know, like the the big thing used to be right like with the um you know giving free product in exchange for reviews and you know so obviously you know we when when Amazon changed the terms of service, you know, we complied with that. So you know that you know language is is no longer part of our uh, you know our marketing. Um, you know the thing that we've been fortunate with in terms of our brand is that you know we've built a um, you know a, a good email list of people that like our products. And so when we come out with new products, you know we usually give them a really great deal, and you know basically saying hey you know because you're one of our best customers. Um, you know, we want to give you this this deal on on one of our new products, and you yep. know, so there's no expectation that they're going to leave us a review, but you know, because a lot of them do really like our products, you know, a lot of them you know will end up reviewing reviewing our products because they're part of our fan base. Um, you know, so we we have that. Um, you know, I think that the initial reviews on a a new listing aren't as um, I mean, they're still important, but I don't know that it is as big a deal now as it as it used to be because you know the playing field is is somewhat more level. Yeah, I agree. And that, you you hit right on something I started talking to people about about uh, two. I started working on it about three years ago, a little bit more than three years now, because I'm eight years in, and we uh, one of the things that was is. Why do you want to give away? I won when we first started in eight years ago. There was no giveaway. We didn't do that. It, you didn't do that. You create a good listing. You understand search engine optimization. You use the right keywords. You put killer photos up there, and you price what the market bear can bear for the product. You do your market research, right? Understand your customer. Understand your market, and uh, and do it from there. And then the joke was, and it was a joke I had actually with. Uh, with my account, my Amazon account manager was, it's like four to six months to get a product to really start moving from the mm -hmm. day you get it into Amazon and start launching it to when it really starts to get its BSR going where you want it. You know, and that's if you do everything well. Um, right. I think I think the buy review short was a shortcut that people found to try to squeeze that timeline now. Um, but today, I think you're right. I mean, I think we don't see that as being as important anymore. 
but a few years ago, what, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm all over the place sometimes. So part, apologize, I will apologize. To your point, three years ago, I was talking about why would you give away to people you don't know who only want a free product from you when you have customers that have already bought from you? And why not make them fanatics? Why not give them the opportunity for something else? Why not launch your new beta products into them and ask them for their opinions and allow them to right. become engaged and involved in your brand? So it sounds like you're doing that exact same thing. I'd be interested to know because my conversions are double digits in that space doing that. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering what kind of conversion, if you kind of off the, off the top of your head knew what you were um, doing from the conversion into your list. Yeah, I mean, I would, so honestly, we've never like measured or calculated that because we haven't really had to. Um, you know, generally <laughs> like we've been able to, you know, get enough sales that we needed on the front end. Um, you know, to, you know, do what we were trying to do in terms of launching our product. Um, yeah, but, you know, right. You know, generally, you know, we would offer like a product to our list at, um, you know, our cost. So basically, you know, the price of the, the product plus all the Amazon fees and, you know, have had a lot of good success with that on terms of, you know, coming out of the gate. Yeah. I mean, it's actually a really, Great idea. So you're, I mean, I'm assuming that you're probably launching into your list, estimating what kind of numbers you need to do for a, a period. So, for example, if you're trying to rank in XBSR and you've looked at the data and it says that to do that in this category, you need to be moving about 20 units a day. And I'm just pulling that, you know, that number out. So you're launching into your list to move that kind of numbers daily are you dripping it in or are you doing a big launch um dripping generally, generally yeah i mean i think we we generally will you know uh like i i leverage you know some of the data from jungle scout especially um to kind of assess like you know here's a, about what um you know some of the the top guys as well as you know the the middle level of the field are doing in terms of daily units um and then we'll try to kind of be in that range um and yep. so you know we'll we'll use um you know usually we'll try to come come right out at that um and then you know sometimes depending on how things play out after we go you know i usually do about five days with with our email list um and so yep. depending on how things go with that um you know after that we um you know, may use like other means, you know, whether it's driving Facebook traffic to a landing page or, um, you know, one of the service like, you know, viral launch that does a lot of like, uh, um, you know, basically just getting, getting products out there. Um, and, and, yeah, then, they, you know, they can courier good guys. It's, uh, yeah, uh, I, I use them for a long time. Smart, good kids, good people. I really enjoy them guys uh, a lot. They've done a, a lot of stuff. It's, they they've uh, i've used their service before as well but once you have your own list and it's grown to the size that you need it what you find out is you really don't uh need right. that as much right. anymore um i'll use i'm i know jeff cohen and the guys over at seller labs and i've been using feedback genius since the day it came out it, i mean i was surprised that there were no auto response that it took so long to get an auto responder into amazon <laughs> it was, yeah i mean uh, when I first started, there were there were none, and we were trying our best to try to develop them. I remember Amazon sending me a nasty gram saying I'm emailing my customers too much, and I'm like, I'm just emailing them that we ship the product or <laughs> give me right. a review, give me some. Um, so we, but we were trying to get the autoresponders to work. I think we may have spammed them a bit, but but yeah. So I I've been using them for a long time, and uh, when they launched Scope and it. It came out. We used that. I've been using Greg Mercer's Jungle Scout for a while, and and uh, and have done that. But I've kind of landed with uh, with Seller Labs, just kind of that one place to do everything you need to do, uh, kind of a kind of a joint. But yeah, it sounds like we're kind of on the same page as far as the process and uh, yeah. and what's happening. It's interesting uh, that that's happening. <clears throat> so 
so you're finding success driving into your niches, you know, com continuing to expand in those niches, uh, using your current customer base, the list that you've developed yourself. Um, and I know a lot of people ask me this question, how do I develop my list of customers? And uh, I, I, I basically, when I first started, I had 30 or 40, almost 40,000 uh, Amazon customers. We did uh, Fulfilled by Merchant when I first started. Mm -hmm. We didn't do FBA. And so I, I got their address, their phone number, and their Amazon email address. And, uh, you know, Amazon doesn't like you emailing their email address a whole lot. Uh, unless you're offering them something else on Amazon, they haven't really bitched at me for that. So that's what I've been doing. But recently we did, we went to big data and had them uh, take the customers and go and get, they got about 30, 35% of the Amazon emails and were able to match them to legitimate email address. Right. And we've been able to, we've been able to use that recently. Have you, have you done anything different, like maybe a squeeze page or uh, yeah, inserts? So, uh, we've been doing inserts in our products. Yeah, yeah. So we've always had an insert since the beginning. Um, you know, we've tried a few different things, like um, you know, we gave away free wristbands to our customers. We, um, you know, have them register like their lifetime warranty. Um, yeah. You know, a, kind of a, a funny side note about our 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 wristband offer. You know, we um, that was something that, you know, we made available only to people that have purchased for us, from us, and that, uh, the link for that, uh, site and form got shared to, like, a freebie site, and then got shared to multiple other freebie sites, so we had about 10,000 people opting in to try to get a free wristband, um, you know, that hadn't purchased products from us, and so, you know, we kind of had to, uh, you know, pivot on that and say, hey, like, you know, we, uh, you know, this offer is only available for our, for our customers. You know, these sites didn't mention that to you when they posted it. Um, you know, we'd like to give you a really special offer to, um, you know, try to make it right. And, you know, so you can get, you know, these products for this great discount. And then, you know, once you do that, then, you know, we can send you a wristband because you are one of our customers. So, um, you know, we were able to kind of, yes, yeah. Um, sounds and, like a product almost by itself. <laughs> yeah, right. It, yeah, it, could, it probably could be. We, uh, you know, we haven't ever like listed those anywhere, but um, you know, it, it's tempting to to list it just to see how it how it does. Um, but so yeah, we were able to convert some of those. But um, you know, I've had the most luck with like you know driving Facebook traffic to an opt-in page. And then, yeah. um, you know, using those those customers for, you know, like discount purchases. But then, you know, they also like to get our products when they come back out. So, um, you know, that's been pretty effective for us. Uh, now, are you building a Facebook community or are you just using Facebook advertising? Uh, both. So, you know, we, we have um, about 11,000 people on our brand page. And then... Um, you know, we use a lot of Facebook ads, too. Cool. Hey, uh, we've been having some good luck with Instagram doing a very similar thing. Uh, have you guys moved into the Instagram space yet? So we have a we have an account on there. Um, you know, it's been, like, it seems as if, like, growing our following on there hasn't been as quick. Um, but, you know, we, we definitely have a presence and are, you know, working towards developing more content and, you know, starting to like connect with some influencers in the space that, you know, we can, can use to help kind of, you know, drive, drive some additional traffic. Yeah. And we've been able to do launches from lists created off of Instagram. Right. Uh, and we use, and we just use follow, no follow. It's real simple. You don't, you're not trying to, or you don't have to organically grow traffic and grow community on Instagram. It's crazy. Follow no follow all day. You get what two hundred is your limit, mm -hmm. and you just pay someone to do that each day. Follow two hundred, unfollow two hundred, follow two hundred, unfollow two hundred. You can get up to ten thousand. You can you can get four to five thousand in a month, pretty quick. Um, and then there's a couple other little deals that that we've done, like you know whenever you in your profile put your website that leads to your squeeze page, mm -hmm. and then just put up 
great. I mean, you're going to have, you know, you know, you know the word for people who like guns or that kind of this gun porn. You just need mm -hmm. to put up some grill porn. Got it. <laughs> you need, yeah. You just put up great grill porn, and people will like it, and they'll come and they'll see that link. And then every once in a while, you can pop up, you know, uh, 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 some grill porn with a really cool offer on it. Just click the link. You know, just click our link on our profile to our website. And, you know, because you can't actually. You used to not be able to link direct. I have to ask Jeff. You used to not be able to link direct from the photo to the website, but you could tell them to click the link in your profile, which right. would take them to yeah. the, the capture page, and then just Got capture it. the email address there. And then what we do is they, as soon as they put their email address in, it takes them to a page that hands them their code. Nice. So yeah, it's no, real simple. That's good. Bam! As soon as they put their email in. Hey man, here, great, thanks. Here's your code. Use this on Amazon for your 15%, 20%, whatever that discount you want is. You know, enjoy. We really appreciate it. And then you have all your other social media links to kind of suck them into the rest of your community in that as well. We found that to work uh, to work really well. It's a very simple, cheap, and fast way to uh, start to build that community and get and get some things happen happening yeah, one of my awesome. students actually did that for uh for a watch brand and, and launched his product of fourteen thousand dollars in sales with a discount of like 15 percent in the first that's 30 really days cool. yeah so and no no list no nothing fresh just that process alone uh worked really well so you know something to look at you can investigate and, you know if you want to pm or Beat up on Jeff or Mitch or whatever, and uh, and and ask about that. We can uh, turn you on to some other information if you need it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so I like what you're doing, dude. You're right on it. Now off off of Amazon. Are, are you off Amazon already? So we have our website set up on like the Shopify platform. Um, yeah, I would say that um, you know we're we're just now really starting to put some emphasis on diversifying. So um, you know, starting to drive more traffic to Shopify, um, you know, getting set up on, you know, walmart.com, jet.com, um, yeah. you know, some of those, you know, eBay, some of those other, other, uh, channels and, you know, so how starting long to figure those out. How long have you had this moving on Amazon? Um, so our first product went live on Amazon on October, in October of 2014. Okay, cool. So three, less than three years. So yep. it's good you focused, you know, building the brand and driving Amazon. And now after you've got that fairly well established, I'm assuming your processes and all that kind of stuff and manufacturers, you're fairly well established. You're looking at expanding into the multi-channel sales, which is good. Too many people want to try to jump into everything all at once. And I find that, that that's, that I've made that mistake too many times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Get one, get one going. Do really well at it, and then go find one more and do really well at it, and then go find one more. Unless you just you get you're lucky and you have a really good team, and you have people who you can bring in that already have you know an excellent eBay uh, person who understands it, knows what to do, and you can trust them to really attack that while you jump off and attack another another area. So your Shopify store, you got. Uh, you know, that's basically a nice shopping cart. I kind of like the fact that it's a, a, a fast, responsive, and does does really well. But um, but are you using your community, the communities that you've built? Is that how you're driving your traffic to Shopify? Because people think you just get a Shopify store and you automatically start selling stuff. They don't realize that you have to you have to get the traffic there. It isn't just automatically. Right. Yeah. So we've been, um, you know, focusing on trying to get, um, you know, Google shopping ads to work. That's really kind of been our strategy. I mean, obviously, you know, like our, our long term, we're, you know, trying to create content that we can use for, you know, SEO and you mm -hmm. know, sharing that content with like, you know, people on our email list and you know people that follow our brand. Um, but in the short term, it's like, okay, let's, let's, figure out how to, you know, make Google shopping with like remarketing and email sequences, um, you know, work profitably and then we can, you know, spend more money on those ads. 
and scale them up. Are you guys just in the testing phase right now? Yes, yeah, we're we're very early on getting that set up. Um, you know, we've um, I think a lot of it now is is developing the the email follow-ups to um, you know really drive stuff through that. So it's interesting. I mean, Google Shopping ads are uh, I don't we did a lot of we did a lot of Google ads for our food brands. Uh, and our weight loss products, because those are mostly off Amazon. I actually started those off Amazon, not on Amazon at all. Got it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is which was expensive as hell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The learning curve. The learning curve is different. Uh, is different. The Google Google, uh, Google ads can be uh, can be really good. The 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 uh, the shopping ads are actually. Uh, a lot more cost effective than the traditional AdWords style advertising on on Google, but it's still the same search engine optimization that you got to worry about um, with um, with Amazon. I mean, that's that's you know you know how it is. I mean, you're you're there now. Amazon is a search engine for products, right? And right, and basically, if you understand the search engine optimization and keywords, you can give yourself a leg up over. Uh, a majority of your competition, um, and same thing with the uh, Amazon pay per click. You know, it's basically the same thing. You can blow a whole lot of money with keywords that aren't relevant, um, and this will happen on Google as well. Your keyword, you know, your phrase match keywords. If you're in broad keywords that aren't relevant, um, you'll get a lot of traffic, but you won't convert squat. And conversion's the name of the game, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a different different game. You know, we uh, yeah, I think like you know, kind of like you said, it you know, people throw you know, launch a an e-commerce store thinking it's going to do as as well as Amazon, and um, you know, get a rude awakening when it doesn't. So there's there's a lot more to figure out, but you know, I think once you master that, um, you know, then things get really exciting. Yeah, they're completely different. Amazon is a sales channel, so Amazon's buying the traffic. Amazon's driving traffic to you, and the people that come to Amazon are actually looking for what you have. They have, you know, they have huge buying power in Google. You know, anytime you do a Google search, there's probably an Amazon ad up at the top and over above the fold. You know, so so they have some big time advantages there, and they're able to bring in traffic. You know, they spend a lot of money on keyword traffic into Amazon for people to come and buy. When you get a Shopify store, it's really just a, a really nice shopping cart. Right. And, you know, and you, you like you said, you just mentioned it. You can either do like we did with GDW, which is we spend a lot of time, effort, and money on content um, so that we can be relevant to Google so that we can get within the searches and start to bring in that organic traffic. Um, and you can do that in Shopify to a point, but the reality is you, you wanna buy traffic or send traffic from places like Facebook, Instagram, or, or other things to that store. You, you are responsible to drive traffic in something like Shopify, whereas on eBay, Sears, Amazon, um, Walmart.com, it, their sales channels, they're driving the traffic for you. At least they're supposed to, right? Right. right. So it is, it is different in that aspect. But I find that the keyword optimization and the, and the way we do our listings for those keywords and optimizing for a search engine is very similar. And ensuring that we're optimized for conversions in our listings on Amazon is just as important, is, it, is even more important off of Amazon. Because the cost off Amazon for bad traffic is uh, is can be exponentially larger if you're not real careful and and pay attention. So you're you're are you doing test traffic and then looking at your conversion, seeing where keywords are are key phrases are happening, um, and then doing some maybe split testings on the way you are designing and doing the copy in your ads. Yes, yeah, so we're we're doing some of that. We we also like. Um, you know, we basically had a, uh, a Google Shopping campaign set up 
and um, you know we we kind of learned by you know via mistake that you know because the the way Shopify naturally syncs to Google Shopping, it puts all of your products into one campaign, and so you know we realized pretty quickly that that wasn't working for us, and so you know now we're testing okay well, if we can separate every product into its own campaign. Um, you know, how much better can we get the keywords dialed in and the bids so that we, we can actually drive that profitably. So, you know, that's really the phase that we're in right now. And then, um, yeah. you know, we'll we'll continue to work yeah. on optimizing. Yeah, you hit it right on the head. That's kind of, that was our case as well. It's It's make sure you're getting the traffic, spend a little bit of money, check the traffic out, optimize, a little bit of money, spend the traffic get the traffic optimized. And then once you know you've got the right traffic coming, then it's optimized for conversion, optimized for conversion. And then, and then once you have both of those where you feel comfortable and you're profitable, then you can start spending the the real cash uh, and driving it in. So dude, you know what? I, I enjoy talking to you. You're uh, you're on the ball. You, you've got a good plan. You're attacking things based on a plan. And, uh, and it sounds like, uh, you got it. Do you have a team? I mean, how many people you got on your your team? Yeah, so we uh, we've been really focused on that this year. My uh, so my wife and I started our company, and then we had two marketing interns that worked with us over the summer, and like a little bit, um, you know, while they've been back at school, and um, you know, hired like an executive assistant this January, and uh, one of our marketing interns is starting full time uh, in June. And then, you know, this summer we're going to have uh, two marketing interns and a uh, a sourcing person. So, you know, been a pretty small team, you know, to get to the level that we're at. And, uh, you know, my wife and I definitely felt the pain of that this past Christmas, um, you know, running around like crazy trying to take care of everything. And then, uh, you know, so we were like, we really need, what's that? I said, welcome to my world. <laughs> right. So yeah, we, we realized that we need to spend, you know, the first part of this year really, you know, getting our processes, you know, designed and, and set up so that we can, you know, bring people in to, um, you know, to work those systems and then, um, you know, allow us to focus on like, you know, our core competencies. So. That's, a, that's excellent, man. I mean, just just hearing how far you've come with such a small team, I mean that's uh that's really that's kudos to you, bud. That really is. That's, Thank you. that's I know I know what that work is and I know how much effort you guys have put into it. I don't think there's been like uh fifteen vacations to the Bahamas over the last couple of years, eh? Right. Yeah, pretty much the only uh only vacations that we've had have been in line with, you know, going to like mastermind events, so um, you know, they're, they're kind of work trips, but we get to, you know, in, enjoy them in, you know, neat locations. So. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's an interesting, you bring up an interesting point because I I, I actually had uh, discussed that with, uh, with several students uh, recently, and that is if you look at the super successful, the super successful, not just the I'm doing okay, but the super successful. You realize that they don't do vacations almost for the sake of vacations. They they do business while they're on vacation. I, you know, you know, I, it, we can we can whether people hate or like Donald Trump. If we look at him, he goes to his Mar-a-Lago resort, plays golf while he's doing business. Or right. you know, you look at Richard Branson, who's doing business while having a fun time at his island. Or, you know, so you kind of realize that it, that it becomes a lifestyle, that the lifestyle is business and you intersperse the fun in the middle of it. Definitely. Yeah. So I did the same thing. A, Oops, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say it's been a, you know, a great way to network with other, you know, entrepreneurs and people that, you know, think like-minded, so. Um, yeah, yep. been so you enjoy an event, maybe bookend a weekend or a couple of days in front or behind. I, we did that for uh, an event in Orlando last year, and I flew my family with me 
and then they went to and we went to Disney World during the off times. And then when the events were happening, I was speaking at this event, and when the events were happening and I needed to speak, I was there during those parts during the networking pieces, but we book and we bookended the vacation onto that, so it worked out really well. And hey, and guess what? It's a tax write off too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's I uh you know, I had the opportunity to speak at the amazing event this year in Barcelona, and then um, you know we attended a mastermind event in St. Lucia. So, um, you know, starting to uh, get a little bit more exciting places on on the list. So it's it's been good. Yeah, the dividends are paying. That's excellent, and I'm glad to hear that. So so um, you know, I mean, we have the people that listen to this podcast that we put out are of all different skill levels. And uh, I generally appealed to people who were looking to scale for a long time. I worked a, I, I, I worked more with people who intended to scale, you know, a couple of years ago when I first started just helping and coaching people for free, and uh, which, which ate a lot of time. I realized that didn't work very well. Um, yeah. But, uh, but more and more, I'm getting a lot of, uh, of newer people, people that are just interested or just kind of just starting kind of in that position you were in when you went to ASM and you really kind of thought hey you know what I can use this to make a little money maybe get away from from whatever that pain point was that you had to get to a point where this other opportunity that you were a little more serious at looking at um, could get you there is there any advice you'd like to give those people um, looking back from where you started to where you are now, is there any advice you'd like to give them that may help them get off the fence and get moving? Um, so I would say, you know, the, to me, there's a couple of things. You know, one is, is picking something and being focused on it. Um, and, you know, for me, I realized that, you know, the network marketing was not the right thing. Um, and so, you know, for a while I was, I was trying to kind of juggle both and, you know, I realized, you know, we're starting to get some traction with our, um, you know, creating private label products and that, you know, that was really where I needed to be focusing my time and energy. Um, but the other thing I think is like, you know, not making excuses or, or justifications as to why you should wait. You know, I think that. Um, you know, for us, like, you know, once we decided this is what we were going to do and, you know, I, I put a lot of time and effort into making it happen. Um, but, you know, I was doing that alongside, um, you know, my day job. And then, you know, when we got to a point where it was like, you know, all along, I was like, I want to have, you know, more profitability than I'm getting, you know, paid in my, my day job. And then I'll make the transition. Right. And, um, you know, eventually it got to the point where, like, I was so unhappy with my job and, you know, it was just sucking so much out of me that, you know, I said, you know what, like, as long as we can, you know, cover our expenses and, you know, still have, um, you know, enough profits to continue to grow our business, um, you know, I'm going to be able to grow it that much faster if I, you know, do this full time. And so... You know, once I once I did leave leave my job to pursue our, our business full time, you know, we basically tripled our business that year. And so, you know, it's never it's never too early to get started, and um, you know, just be willing to put in the time and the effort, and you know, start start with one thing, you know, one product, and um, you know, give it full effort. And you know, you may not have the right product, you may. Um, and so there is, you know, knowing when to, um, you know, to kill a product if it's not working, but you also have to give that product enough time to mature and not expect, you know, it to be a home run right out of the gate. You know, I think too many people give up because it, it, things get a little bit challenging um, versus knowing that, you know, they have something that will work and, you know, really giving it the chance to, to actually start to, to run for them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely on Amazon. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, you know, um, being in Fulfilled by Merchant and being the data hound that I am, 
um, what I noticed was uh, I look at how much traffic they send. My in the beginning, I, what I would do is track. I would track the traffic that they were sending me every single day, and then look at that over weeks and months. And what I saw was when I launch a new product as a new seller, I'm on. They. I'm kind of untrusted. They don't know who I am. They don't know if I can fund my business, if I'm a business person, if I have even an understanding of business, or if I'm just some dude who's throwing something up on Amazon. And they want you, They their number one goal is what? Customer happiness, right? Customer satisfaction. Right. So what I saw was they would, you put up a new listing and you could see they would send me a little traffic to see what happened. And if it converted, they were happy and they would send me a little bit more traffic, but they never, send me the kind of traffic I saw when I first started, like on eBay in the early days, you put something on eBay and, and they weren't monet, they weren't managing traffic. If you could do keyword and SEO, you basically, you would sell out in no time. It just was, it was gone. I, you know, I remember putting up Toshiba laptops that I had liquidated and I don't know how many, I had four or 500 of these Toshiba laptops and they were gone in a weekend, just wow. gone. Uh, you you don't see that with I didn't see that with Amazon. I saw Amazon measured and slowly giving me the traffic and watching what I did and and looking at their metrics. Am I keeping the customer happy? Am I delivering on time? Am I responding to the emails? Amazon's pretty good about telling us what they're looking for because they have their your seller performance. You know they have that whole set of metrics and they tell you here's what we're looking at and. What I saw was they would give me a little more traffic and a little more traffic, and then it plateau and stop. We we were fortunate enough to have our early products were super high volume, and you know you do. I'd see twenty five thousand dollars in the first week or two, and then it would stop. The traffic was shut off, and I'd call them up. Why am I not getting any more? What's going on? And it's like, oh well, you've exceeded your limit. <laughs> You know, basically, and you know, what, the, what basically what it was is they want to see what I do. They want to make sure customers are happy. And if I do a good job, they'll bump my limit up. I saw it happen at 25,000. I saw it happen at 50,000. I saw it happen at 75,000. Uh, that's every two weeks payouts. We would be, we would blow out through the, tw we would go and hit 25,000 and still have days left in the two week payout period. And our traffic would be gone. You know, and then once they bumped us past that, we'd get up into the 50,000 and our payouts would be gone. And then 75. And once we busted past 75, I really didn't see it as much anymore. But, but that was kind of that, that little thing that let me see that Amazon is metering the traffic that they give you. They handle you a little bit. They hand your competitor a little bit. They hand the other, you know, they divide that pie into pieces. And they give out a little traffic to everybody and they see who's going to do the best for their customer. And the ones who do it well, they give a little more the next time. And so this process, which is, again, remember I talked about it earlier, four to six months, uh, four to six months long. And I measure that and track and I can show you on graphs where you start a product and you're at 500,000 or 100,000 or 1 million BSR, right? And then, and you can see, Amazon gives you a little bit of traffic, and if you convert, your BSRs automatically move. Um, but but you still, it's a gradual, it's a gradual measured response in BSRs over a period of time to where to the point where you're in that space where you're you're you got a really you know you got that that what would you say matured product? That was the word you used, which I think is a great a great way to to, to put it that way. It's matured. And once they see that you're a good seller, you're going to take care of their customers and your product's matured over that amount of time, then you start seeing the lightning deals open up. You start seeing opportunities in buying. You start seeing them say, hey, you want some money? We'll give you money. Let's factor your uh, sales for you ahead of time, right? Giving you opportunities to increase your uh, your product so that you can grow. So, yeah, it, it is a thing that, that takes time. It's not immediate. But... Uh, but that, you know, that today I see so many new people run around and you got the the gurus running around and they're all running around talking about terms of service or this little change or that little change or, you know, Amazon bought some airplanes and it's the end of sellers. And you got everybody talking about those things. 
today, at, at the point you are today, would you second guess starting over from scratch and doing it again? Not at all. I mean, it's it's literally the best opportunity I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, I, I still think it is. Um, you know, and like I said, we're going to continue to launch more brands in different spaces, um, which, you know, will basically be like starting fresh. Um, and, you know, I don't know, like, I, I'm hopeful that, it, you know, that, that we'll see this for for a while, um, you know, in a really long time, you know, who it's hard to say, but, um, you know, I have, I have yet to see anything that is as simple as, you know, creating products that people like and, you know, getting them started on Amazon. Cool, man. Well, definitely. I, uh, I don't think I need to wish you luck, man, because I think you're prepared and, uh, that's all luck is, is opportunity meeting preparedness, right? And exactly. so uh, I, look, I look forward to watching you continue to grow and to see those things happen and uh, hope other people, uh, you know, get some great value out of this. I appreciate your time. I think we actually went, well, we we're pretty much on time, I think. But I definitely appreciate your time and uh, and uh, and uh, and I look forward to seeing uh, seeing more from you, man. Great job. Yeah, awesome. Great job. Yeah, thank you so much, Alan. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. I'll have a good one. Talk to you soon. Great. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that and got a lot of value out of all the advice given for creating a long-term, sustainable e-commerce business. And I wanted to uh, let you know best way to get a hold of us, get more, get your own questions answered, get more amazing content and things like that related to e-commerce is to join our Facebook group. And you can do that at gdwinc.com forward slash group. That's gdwinc.com forward slash group. Also, if you're interested in any of our e-commerce uh, fulfillment or other business solutions and services, go ahead and go right on over to our website at gdwinc.com. That's gdwinc.com. All right, we'll see you again in the next episode. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye now.